I was looking for a coach. I had been looking for someone to help me as a business coach within like the first couple of hours as you were going through like what is possible as a thought leader. It just lit a spark in me. My income actually grew because of the thought leadership piece through you, through eCircle, the community that's been around me. That has been so exceptionally critical for for how I've achieved the, the life of my dreams. You really have to make sure that you are building a life that creates freedom, meaning, value, and purpose, and that that purpose is connected to other people. The gratitude and prayer and connection to God is absolutely critical because this is who it's all for. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a repeat guest. This is her third time on the show. She is my sister from another mister. She has been a member of our high-level educational mastermind, E-Circle Academy, and she has been one of our brightest stars and greatest success stories. She happens to be one of the leading thought leaders in the world when it comes to health and high performance. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Dr. Valerie Frank. Welcome to the show, Dr. Val. Thank you for that lovely, warm, and generous introduction. My pleasure. So Val, you know the drill. You've been on the show before. You've listened to the show. The people that listen to this show are all heart-driven entrepreneurs. They're all people who want to make a difference for themselves, who want to make a difference for the people that they serve, and they want to live life as the best version of themselves. So a lot of them will know who you are because they've been listening to the show for a while, but we got a bunch of newbies. So why don't you just start off by telling us your backstory real briefly. How'd you become the great Dr. Val? Thank you so much. And so I'll try to keep the backstory a a little bit brief, Um, but you know, I'm naturopathic doctor. Right now I've been in practice uh, for 22 years and I had a really great, uh, I've always had a really great practice. I love what I do. Always passionate about it. Always, you know, just it's a joy. In 2019, my dad was diagnosed with glioblastoma with a a brain tumor that was terminal. Um, I knew I have uh, at on average a year to spend with him. Uh, and so I wanted to find 10,000 ways to say, I love you and goodbye. And I just wanted to spend that quality time with him. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm daddy's girl. Uh, he was just such an incredible man. Uh, I loved him so much. Of course, your father, everybody does, but it was so devastating to me um, that my practice started suffering. And I knew for him, he always had such a strong work ethic and he really believed in the value and service and giving back to the world. And he's like, you know, you come from privilege, you know, those who have privilege uh, have greater responsibility to act strongly within the world. And he was such a, a phenomenal entrepreneur as well. 
And so I knew that if my business was suffering because it, because of him, if he if he thought my business was suffering because of him, it would devastate him. So I'm like, okay, I, I have to do better. I have to be better. I have to be his daughter who he, he guided me to be. So I reached out to you, Nikki. I, I was looking for a, a coach. I had been looking for someone to help me as a business coach for a couple of years. Didn't find the right person. Connected with you. Uh, and you said, hey, let's just come to the immersion. Just, you'll see what it's about. And I thought, okay, yeah, let's just see what it's about. There's no commitment. I just wanted to go to the immersion. <laughs> as, as you know, like the first the first day of the immersion, within like the first couple of hours, as you were going through like what is possible as a thought leader, it just lit a spark in me. And I knew, okay, this is the place for me. So I know I've always been a spark and go person. So if I spark, I know it's the right thing. And that's been that passion and following that spark, that intuition, you know, got divine guidance, whatever you want to call it. That's always been the, the thing, the part of my formula for success. So I knew the thought leader part was what I had been looking for for years. And so then uh, through that thought leader journey, as we first started, uh, my father ended up passing away in 2020, um, in January of 2020. And then right after that point in time, uh, you told me, okay, go on vacation because, you know, this has been such a, a, a traumatic time for you. You need time to process, you need time to heal. So I went to um, a beautiful vacation in, in Mexico for a couple of weeks and then came back. I was home for two weeks and then basically uh, COVID hit and everything shut down. And that was shut down basically from March until uh, I could practice, start practicing again in, in July. And because of the thought leadership piece, because of the work that we had already done together throughout that time that should have, that could have devastated my business, that could have caused that, and that did cause other naturopaths to, um, to have to use other resources to help support their income. I had an income coming in. And so my income actually grew because of the thought leadership piece. So in uh, for the year of 2019, even though my dad was diagnosed and my income had started to decline, by the end of that year, my income was up from the year before. And in 2020, my income actually exceeded 2019, despite all of the, the challenges, changes and transition. So um, the thought leadership piece and uh, everything that I've been learning uh, through you, through eCircle, the community that's been around me, that has been so exceptionally critical for, uh, for how I've achieved the, the life of my dreams, which basically I'm living the life of my dreams now. Wow. What a spectacular story. So I want to ask you if you could take the listener on a bit of a journey because they're listening to this and they're probably thinking to themselves, okay, being a thought leader sounds pretty cool, especially if you can, you know, five, tenfold your income. I'm in for that. I think everybody wants to add the zero um, to their income, right? At least the zero. And they're wondering to themselves, well, how did you do it Mal? Like, what was the first step you took? So why don't you kind of walk us through that? What was the first kind of thing you did? that made a difference for you inside of your practice and your business that helped you start to increase your income? Well, I would say the first thing that I did was follow my passion, follow the spark. And so 
one, so as even becoming a naturopathic doctor, I had um, an undergraduate degree in nutrition. Um, and then through my own health issues, ended up discovering I had food sensitivities. And I found that there was this whole world of nutrition that naturopaths had uh, access to that uh, people who are trained as nutritionists um, and trained under the uh, more of our dietitians trained under that Western medical uh, nutrition pathway, they don't have access to that information. So there's this whole new world that opened up. And so then there was that spark of passion that said, hey, you guys have secret knowledge. Naturopaths have secret knowledge. I want to know what you know. And so I followed that spark, became a naturopathic doctor, and then had this passion for it, and then started to get this passion for Hey, I want to learn more about mind, body, spirit connection. So, took about um, a course in to, to become um, a hypnotherapist, and so I was like, "Oh, got to do that." Then I heard about a course that to go to China and study extra um, acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine in China. Oh, the spark! I got to do that. Then, you know, uh, there's all these little sparks along the way that just led me to kind of say this is where I'm being led. This is where my passion is. And as I followed that again, uh, you know, studying to be a yoga instructor, you know, studying in Hawaii with, you know, uh, with a, a yogi, you know, it's just all of those little sparks of interest and passion and following that and taking the action on it. That's always been the key to my success. So when I actually had that thought leader piece come in with you, it was, again, it was, there was that spark that as soon as I was there, I just knew like, oh, this is it. And I followed that intuition, taking that action, that intelligent action that's guided from passion is the first critical step because so many times we talk ourselves out of it. And so many times at, you know, I'm now I, I have the, beautiful blessing through everything that um, we, the work that we've done together, everything that's, that's been, been dropped into my lap as a blessing from this thought leadership piece. I'm in Hawaii right now, just finished meeting with um, Steve Anderson, who is the, uh, the coach for Vanuatu's Olympic beach volleyball, women's beach volleyball team. And we'd gone through the pro tour. I was able to be the team doctor through uh, the pro tour in Italy and then go to Birmingham to the Commonwealth Games. And then we met here in Hawaii to just do a lot of um, planning for um, the future, for the team, for things that we want to accomplish. And what I'm really, what we were really talking about is you always have to be innovating. And there are so many people who want a certain lifestyle or who want to create something in their business and you can get stagnated or you can let fear stop you. So taking that action to follow the spark and don't think about how am I going to accomplish this? What is going to happen? What about the consequences? Just this is what I want. I'm taking the action, whatever price that it is that I need to pay for it. I'm going to make it happen. So having that, um, having that intelligent action is critical following that intuition spark. Then what I would say the real key to everything is, and to the business, because I've had a really good colleague of mine, we've had discussions and she's like, I've seen what's been happening in your practice since you joined eCircle. I've seen, you know, you were kind of on this, like, uh, because she, we actually had met, she knew me pre-COVID or we met around COVID time. 
uh, online, uh, when everything moved online, uh, we met uh, that way. And she keeps telling me, like, I've seen what your practice is doing. And it started having this mild, gentle incline. And now it's like, you know, basically straight up. <laughs> She's like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. All of the opportunities and what you're creating, how are you doing it? And I said, to be honest, all of the principles come down to the principles that what you and Mark von Muser have been saying, which is really, you've got to start first and foremost with a gratitude practice. You've got to start with getting rid of the mind trash, those, yeah. what you call the belief tables. Yep. And you, you really have to make sure that you are, um, uh, are really building a life that creates freedom meaning value and purpose and that that purpose is connected to other people so we started by dialing in the why really early on and the why for me was leaving a legacy for my dad and now the the why has expanded to beyond that legacy to have this positive impact on my profession and uh, to enhance and promote naturopathic medicine globally. And so there are these opportunities that are coming in where I really get to feel like I've had value and significance um, for the people and, the, and uh, the things that I love and for my patients as well. So that's a big key factor. So passion, purpose, intelligent action but at the base of all of that again is that gratitude practice and the mindset work that is absolutely critical i attribute everything to having that mindset practice that gratitude um that shift in terms of getting rid of a lot of the mind trash. and then the community of support you know with you with mark uh with Teresa. When my father passed away, you guys were there, right there to, to pick me up. You and Teresa were able to come to um, the, uh, the, the funeral and to the reception, and that touched my heart. And then the day after my dad's funeral, you ha actually had another immersion. I was able to step into that and be there to be around a community because I knew if I was alone and isolated, I would collapse. So I was able to go and be at that immersion and Mark was there in person and to be able to have a physical connection to people who are like family with you and Mark um, and to know that I had that support no matter what, that was absolutely critical for my success as well. So it's, it's been a, a number of different things, but I can't uh, emphasize enough how critical that mindset piece is. And so now I've blocked it into my day where the first you know, two hours of my day are dedicated to my exercise, my nutrition and my mindset and gratitude and prayer. Uh, mm. The gratitude and prayer and connection to God is absolutely critical because this is who it's all for. Amen. Amen. So, so beautifully put. Honestly, I was listening to you. I was just relearning a bunch of this stuff myself. I'm going to go, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> I should take notes. <laughs> that was coming through my head. But, you, you know, you, you talked about the spark and, and acting on it. Like Mark, Mark calls it decisiveness, right? That the moment you know you got to go, you just de decisively take action. And I also... I'm a big fan of the work of Napoleon Hill, right? And he tells the story of how he got his start uh, in business because he used to be a reporter and 
his uh, editor had sent him to go interview who was the richest man in the world at the time, which was Andrew Carnegie, the, the Scotsman that built, you know, the steel empire uh, in the United States. So he had a, a three hour interview. I guess they had a lot more time then. It wasn't so compressed back then. And the interview went really well. I mean, he got a lot of great uh, quotes from him, a lot of great information. And at the end of it, Andrew Carnegie said, hey, how would you like to spend the weekend at my estate, young man? Now, I don't know what you would do if the richest person in the world came to you and said, would you like to spend the weekend at my estate? I would clear my calendar pretty much. <laughs> I mean, there wouldn't be too many things that would make me say no. Let's just leave it at that, right? So, of course, he said yes, and he spent the whole weekend there. And at the end of the weekend, um, Andrew Carnegie came to him and he said, Mr. Hill, I have a proposition for you. How would you like to spend the next 20 years um, researching my philosophy of success I will not pay you a stipend to do this, so you'll need to fund your own way. But what I will do is I will give you letters of introduction to the 500 richest and most successful men and women in the United States. So Napoleon Hill said he took 31 seconds to make up his mind and said, yes, I'll do it, right? And the rest is history. He became Napoleon Hill. And, you know, 20 years later, he, you know, he had all this success and he got to meet the great man one last time before he passed away because he was getting on in years at that time. And Andrew Carnegie went to him and he said, you know, if you hadn't um, made up your mind, um, this may have not gone that way. He says, what do you mean? He says, I had a stopwatch under the table and I was giving you one minute to make up your mind. And if you had not made up your mind in a minute, I was going to pull the offer. And Napoleon Hill was shocked at that. He was completely shocked. And he said, oh, why? And then Carnegie looked at him and said, oh, why? Well." You know, um, you tell me, you've been studying my philosophy of success, you tell me. And he said, oh, okay, all right. Well, it's because successful people act decisively and quickly. And he said, that's right. And he said to him, I'd had four of the most eminent educators in the United States that I had met with prior to meeting you. I had offered them what I had offered you. All of them said, I'll need to get back to you. I need a week. None of them got back to me in a week. Two of them got back to me in a month and said no, and two of them never got back to me at all. And he said, in my world, when we know that something's a go, we just say yes right away and we don't mess around. And that is what causes God to give success to you because God is giving you a chance. He's saying, you want it. And you have a chance to say yes or no. And if you say no, he won't give it to you. But if you say yes, boom, it happens and it it seems like you, you've believed in that philosophy all your life. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Steve and I were kind of talking about, okay, um, he's at the point where he's um, been the first at a lot of different things. Um, and he's, you know, broken a lot of world records and, you know, no one's done it. The, some of the things that he's done, no one's accomplished that before he did it. So he, we were talking about how companies and, and people who are truly successful are always innovating and they don't necessarily, they can't necessarily see the next step. Uh, they just take the leap and build this next step as it, as it, as they're, as they're coming down, right. As they're, they don't know where they're going to land next. They know what they need to do. They know what the total vision is. And then they're like, this is the next action that I'm going to take. They don't worry about how is all of this going to manifest? How is this all going to happen? If you try to plan some of that stuff yourself, you know, you're not going to be able to, to plan it 
as or executed as efficiently and as effectively as letting God take the lead. And so there's this um, constant need for innovation. Uh, so never get uh, complacent with where you're at. And so we were talking about businesses and people that we know who have businesses that are very successful or, or lucrative to a certain extent, and then they become trapped in it. So they want this other life of uh, freedom and value and impact and meaning. And they're kind of stuck in the, well, we've ma- we're making a really good income with what we're doing. And uh, for example, and, and so this is, we're just going to keep doing what we've been doing. And they're just running this, this treadmill and this rat race. It's not necessarily fueling them or giving them that meaning, value and impact. And so if you're not always constantly innovating and, uh, and making the journey fresh and exciting and, you know, being of value, whatever success or financial success or whatever um, success you achieve that looks like what someone else has taught you that it should look like, it's not going to feel meaningful when you get it. It's going to feel kind of empty. It's going to drain and deplete you. But if you're that type of person who is always innovating and you're just like, okay, this is the overall overarching uh, mission. This is the purpose. This is what I, um, what is in alignment, alignment for how I want to be in the world to serve God. But, I'm, but God's going to do the heavy lifting. So I'm going to surrender it. And if, if this is what you, you say that all the time, God do the heavy lifting, right? And so with respect to that surrender, when you are able to say, okay, God, um, here's, you know, I do my vision PowerPoint in the morning, for example. And as I'm looking at the things that I want to achieve and have happen, the, I always do prayer uh, with my, my vision PowerPoint because, and my, my vision board, some people do a vision board, I do a vision PowerPoint, but I always put prayer with it because yeah, type A. Yeah. I don't like the mess. I want my vision PowerPoint. Yeah. Total type A, but I always connect that back to God because if this is not for his glory, then I don't want it because it's not going to have meaning, value, and significance. So it's always about I feel the spark. I feel what is bringing me um, love, joy, and connection. I feel what's being sung into my heart. And I I believe when you have a passion, that's what God is singing into your heart. So God is singing this in. I don't want anything to be about my ego. But again, it's in his divine timing, the way that he wants it to happen. And then you just let go of the, the how. And just take the next action, the next spark, the next spark. And all of these opportunities since I've been doing that have been just dropping into my lap. And and all of these doors have opened in ways that I could never have planned. I could have never controlled. I could have never imagined. And so I have at the very, um, one of the things that I sayings that I have on my vision PowerPoint is um, a life and a love more wonderful than I can imagine. And that is what God is bringing to me. And, and that's what God wants to bring everybody. It's just a matter of, are you going to listen? Or are you going to let him in? Does this have meaning and value and purpose? And if it does, you know, you just, again, you can always be innovating because you take the next step. You, you know that there's an opportunity. You're like, yes, I'm going to go for it. You don't let the mind trash and the fear talk you out of it. And you just, you go for it. And then you take that leap of faith. And you say, I I can't see where the next step is. I can't even see the whole staircase. I don't have to build it. But as I'm going to leap to that next, uh, that next step, I can't even see where that step is on the staircase, but I trust that God's going to provide it. 
And when you're in that, that uh, co-creation, um, when you're in that flow, when you're in that space of love, joy, and gratitude, all of your dreams come true. And the ones that don't aren't, are the ones that aren't going to bring you meaning and value. And you, all of these new opportunities come up and you think, I never even knew I wanted that. I never even knew this could be, could, could feel so wonderful, or I could achieve all of these wonderful things and have such, again, meaning, value and impact. And so those are, I think, the keys to, to success. Amen. You did a few things like from a, you know, a technical point of view inside your practice as well, right? Um, you, you got clear on who your ideal target market was. You got clear on their, on their pain. You, you really positioned yourself to be able to, to speak to that. And, and boy, did they respond, right? Like you had a, a, a brilliant, brilliant run of, of time where you actually were booked out weeks and weeks in advance, right? I, I still am. Yeah. And so yeah, <laughs> what, what has true. been, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's further out in advance now, but, but I, because I'm so blessed and you're, you're right. Um, when you, when I really got clear about that passion and who I wanted to spend time with, like take the fear off the table, take the fear, like the money, take that off the table I know Mark Vaughn Muser, one of the greatest things that he's ever said to me is like, listen, get the money out of the way with make as much money as you need to in order to feel so full that you can just go and be of service and you don't have to worry about anything. But the real the money isn't really what people want. It's to have meaning, value and significance and that freedom and impact. Freedom and impact is is what he's he boiled it down to. And he's so right. You know, so getting the money out of the way is an important thing. But if you, if you're not in that space, if you're still in a fear-based state, which a lot of people are because of, you know, yeah, you know, what uh, happened with COVID and then what we're hearing, you know, happening in, in the global economy. And so a lot of people are focused on that. If you can just imagine that God's got this, He's going to provide you with as much money as you need. You're totally fine. You're totally safe. You know, if it takes, you know, a billion dollars, just imagine you have that. What would you want to be doing? How would you want to be serving? What you have that freedom. Now what? And so if you start looking at it from that perspective, it'll help you listen to that spark. But a great thing that, you know, um, Steve Anderson and I were talking about in terms of that mindset piece, because he attributes his success and the success of, of his teams. Uh, he taught, um, again, he coached for Australia. He coached for Canada. Uh, he coached um, Vanuatu, all, all in medal rounds. So they've all won um, medals. So they, they all have that, that standards. And what he attributes that to is the mindset piece. And so he said, look, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world right now. There's a lot of darkness in the world. He said, I want to step up and be the light, I'm not giving into that fear. If you give into that fear and you start thinking, I can't do this. And what about this? And maybe I can't go travel or I can't do whatever. You can't be the greatest light for the world. And the world needs a lot of light right now. So instead of worrying about where the economy is going, the fact that the world seems to be spiraling into this descent yeah. of madness, yes. say, I don't know whether that's going to happen or not, 
I know I want to step up as a light so that I can be the greatest light to pull people out so that darkness doesn't happen. And so I think those are really important concepts to kind of look at when you're taking a look at um, how you want to grow your business. Because a lot of thought leaders right now or a lot of people that want to get into that thought leadership space that I'm speaking to, they're like, well, I can't do what you do because of this, or I have this, or I can't, I can't create a vision PowerPoint. I can't create a vision board. I can't do that. So what can you do to change the mindset piece? Are you willing to take, you know, some people that, oh yeah, I do. I, I look at my vision board uh, for 10 minutes in the morning. Yeah. Okay. Is that enough to th- to change that, that stinking thinking? If it's not, you might want to add in more. I guess, again, my, my practice is, you know, a good two hours because I, I get that that is, that's the foundation. If I don't have that, I don't have the other stuff. The other stuff happened because of this. So the opportunity came up again to, to go and be with um, Vanuatu with them at the Commonwealth Games. If I didn't have the, the mindset piece in, I, if I was listening to the global economy and COVID and this and that, I wouldn't have gone. And what would I have missed if I didn't go? The, the opportunities, the, the things that I learned, how I grew the ability to be able to support the team, um, that, is, that is an opportunity that's priceless, that it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so then from there, um, you know, when Steve was kind of saying to me, okay, let's, let's meet in Hawaii. Okay, let's go. You know, let's just, let's just do it. And now um, I'm going to be in Hawaii for a, like a friend of mine said, well, why are you going back to Toronto from Hawaii? Because then you have to fly to um, speak at a conference in San Diego. So why are you flying back from Hawaii? You can travel, you can, you can work from anywhere in the world. I'm like, oh yeah. So now, so I get a lifestyle where I get to be in Hawaii until I fly to support this, um, to do this, um, speak at this retreat in San Diego. And then from there, I have the opportunity to speak in um, and help facilitate a retreat in Australia. So if I was, so I'm going, that's the next stop. So if, if I had the mentality of, um, I need to worry about my finances, uh, I'm, the global economy is about to crash. Um, how am I going to do this, that, and the other thing? it would stop me from having these opportunities that are allowing that thought leadership piece to happen. And it would prevent me from really shining my light and really being able to have the impact that I want to be able to have. Yeah. Amen, sister. Really, really beautifully put. Um, Thank you for sharing that. I think that's fantastic. There's a lot of people that are listening here that they want to learn what they got to do. The mindset, uh, of victory is the most important piece. That's what you've spent the most time on. We've talked about some of the things you've done technically, you know, to niche down to the right market and have the right message and figure out their pain points and, you know, uh, charge so they show up ready to do the work. All that's been talked about and that's important. But the most important thing is to get your mind right, get your heart right, get your soul right and rock and roll and move forward. I, I really truly believe that. I, I really, truly believe that if I didn't, that first of all, if my ego got involved. So this is why I think the, I, I put the prayer as the absolute foundation and that connection to God and saying like, okay, your will, not mine. This is what I'd love to do. This is, this is what my heart is saying is the right thing, but you guide and direct me. 
So try, uh, keeping that that connection to this is all in service to you and in your glory. And if that's not the case, I don't want it. So having that and then again, the mindset piece has allowed everything else to happen. It, it wouldn't happen otherwise. So that for me has been the most critical piece. Yes, it's great to get your message dialed in. Um, yes, it's fantastic. You have to do it. You have to cut through the noise. You have to know kind of the structure of how to create um, that and, and innovate. Um, but, you, but again, that foundation has to be that spirit, the heart, and then the mind can come forward. And I think that connection to community um, is absolutely essential as part of that as well. Um, that that community um, and that service to a higher power and having that commitment to something that's so much bigger than I am. So everything that I do, it's great that I'm having this ability um, in terms of uh, the financial piece coming in. It, it's fantastic. It's not why I do what I do, but to have that meaning, value, impact, significance, and freedom, that, that's it. And I've been able to create that because of um, what I've, I've learned through E-Circle and, and through Mark. And again, the, the prayer, the gratitude, the, the message, uh, sort of the mindset piece, that's the absolute foundation. In yoga, we say root to rise. You need that strong foundation and then you can build upon it. If you don't root, if you don't have that strong foundation, everything collapses in on itself. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. That's the truth. Brilliantly put. So Dr. Val, um, someone's listening to this show and they want to find out more about you and what you do and how to get in touch with you. What's the best way? Um, probably actually to go to my website, uh, drvalfrank.com. Um, so doctor is D-R uh, and then V-A-L-F-R-A-N-C. My last name is spelled with a C, not with a K. Um, so that's probably the best way. Um, they can uh, send an email to info at drvalfrank.com. Um, and uh, they can also uh, book something, book a fireside chat on my, uh, on my website. So those are great ways to connect. Awesome. We'll make sure all that gets into the show notes. And um, you know how we like to end off each episode. We ask you for your top three expert action steps, your best pieces of advice on how our listener can take their life, their business and their health to the next level. So go for it. Uh, so the first piece of advice, always be innovating. Follow that, follow that spark. The second piece of advice uh, would really be, again, set that foundation. That gratitude, the prayer, the mind working on the mind trash, the vision board, um, that's the real key to, to success. And then the surrender, making sure that everything that you do is for that higher purpose, that it fuels that passion so that you can have the faith to say, okay, I'm going to just, I'm going to just take these actions. I trust that, um, that God is, is working with me through this. Um, it's all going to be according to his divine will and divine plan. I'm just going to take the steps that he sings into my heart and, and have the courage to grab it. Um, I would say those are, are the greatest pieces of advice. Um, and, you know, don't, don't give up on your dreams and 
if you actually do all of those, those things and you make sure you have that gratitude, you follow that spark, you, you create that mindset piece for yourself and you take that action that's inspired. If you do that, everything will have meaning and value and significance. If it, if you don't, whatever success, what you determine as success, you achieve, you know, how much money, how many people you see, how many, you know, whatever you do, it's going to feel empty when you get there. So really living with that passion and purpose is, uh, is critical. I love those three expert action steps. They're brilliant. Fantastic. So listener, Dr. Valerie Frank is the real deal. She is amazing. She is a dear friend. She's my sister from another mister. And I've had the privilege of having had um, a role to play in her success. And that's fantastic. If you enjoyed this episode and you know someone who could use its message, share this episode with them, send it to them. You'll be doing them a huge favor. Dr. Val's heart is going to touch them. It's going to inspire them. And it just might be the thing that gets them to take action that will take their life to a whole new level. So make sure that you do that. And listener, take advantage of all the resources she's offered you. They're all in the show notes. Take advantage of them. I'm telling you, I'm not only is she a client of mine, I'm a client of hers. I'm a very grateful client. She knows what she's talking about. Take advantage of all of that. Dr. Val, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's amazing to have you here. Thank you so much. As always, I love connecting and really appreciate and value having you in my life. Ditto, ditto. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Dr. Val, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com or wherever you happen to listen to this episode. Be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Audible, or what have you. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice.